this morning we're going to start a new sermon series. It's called Anchor. And before we begin, you should know that this sermon series is based on a single Bible verse. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, which says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And to be honest, that's not even the entire verse. So, so it may sound a bit ambitious for me to stand up here and say that for the next four weeks, we're going to have a sermon series based upon one half of one verse. But that's, that's the power of the Bible, isn't it? It speaks to us in every circumstance, whether it's suffering or whether it's in times of victory. The Bible is truly amazing. And I hope that maybe this sermon series, the fact that we can do, use one verse, will maybe help you to make a decision to dive deeper into the Bible, have a renewed interest in Scripture. But, but getting back to anchors, and for those that don't have very good eyesight, I have anchors all over my shirt. I wore this shirt just for today. And an anchor is a truly amazing invention used by fishermen and sailors for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. The basic concept of an anchor is, is a device normally made of metal used to secure a vessel to the bed of a body of water to prevent the craft from drifting due to wind or current. An anchor is simple in its design, but powerful in its function. And as believers, we are encouraged to remain steadfast, to remain committed in our faith through every trial and storm that this, that this life may bring our way. We are anchored, if you will, to hope. And, and as you may know, have guessed, our hope is Jesus. One Bible commentator said that an anchor was an ancient Christian symbol for safety, security, and hope. In fact, an anchor has been found on walls in Roman catacombs. So what is the specific hope that the author of Hebrews is referring to in chapter 6, verse 19? Of course, the answer is Jesus. By, by why, but why, is the conclusion being drawn that we have this hope and not something else? Because many of us, we try to focus on other things. We grab, we gravitate towards other things to be our security blanket. To better understand what's going on here in Hebrews, we really need to look at the section of verses before this. So let's start with verse 13. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by some, someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all arguments. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his, of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. 
he confirmed it with an oath. God made a promise to Abraham, and since God couldn't swear on anything greater than himself because there was nothing greater than him, he simply said, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. See, when we think of oaths, I hear oaths every day in my other job. As an attorney, people swear on a Bible and they take, a, they take an oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. It's, we take oaths seriously in a court of law. Oaths are something important for us as well. God made a promise to Abraham and he stayed true to that promise. I want you to think of a time when someone broke a promise to you. When someone promised to do something for you, but then they broke that promise. Think about how that made you feel. How that may have hurt and how that broken promise would breed distrust and division in that relationship. But now I want to have you think about something a little bit different. Think about a time when you broke the promise. When you promised to do something and then you didn't follow through. If you're anything like me, we treat those differently. We justify it when we break a promise. Well, I mean, life got difficult. You know, some, something came up. You know, I, I didn't mean to. We treat them completely different when we break the promise versus when someone else breaks the promise. But it's the same, isn't it? We are called to keep our promises. And, and the, the amazing thing is that God is a promise keeper. And at the end of the day, he has kept every single promise and has fulfilled every single prophecy up until this point. Now, there's still more time to come before the end, but up to this very point, God has come through every single time. And that brings me great comfort. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to have some midlife crisis. Jesus isn't going to go on some crazy existential journey. He remains the same. And this is incredibly good news in a world that's constantly changing and moving and is constantly making it difficult for us. In fact, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 says this, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We can be encouraged today. No matter what our life holds, no matter the struggles we may be currently facing, we can be encouraged especially those of us who have fled from sin, who's fled from slavery in this world, and we've taken hold of Jesus. Because he is the hope, the specific hope that we have. He is firm and he is secure. He is an anchor for our souls. Once we have Jesus, once we anchor ourselves to Jesus, life is so much easier. Commentator said this, hope accomplishes for the soul the same thing which an anchor does for a ship. It makes it fast and secure. An anchor preserves 
a ship when the waves beat and the wind blows. And as long as that anchor holds, so long as the ship is safe, and the mariner can apprehend no danger, so with the soul of a Christian. In the tempests and trials of this life, his mind is calm as long as he has his hope in heaven. And as long as that hope is firm and secure, and if that gives way, though, we feel that all is lost. We'll talk about the storms and tempests of life in the future, but today we need to talk about holding fast to, to some of those other things in life that we often think will keep us safe. I don't know about you, sometimes it's money, sometimes it's our careers, sometimes it's our loved ones. None of those things are bad in and of themselves, but they are not who our ultimate hope should be placed upon. Let's, let's consider how peaceful it must be to sleep and to work on the deck of a ship whose anchor is steadfast and secure. Now, this isn't the perfect metaphor for Jesus, but, but this is in some way how it feels to be anchored to hope. Now, if you're anchored, if you're firm and secure, if your connections are strong and the anchor is trustworthy, then what room is there left for fear or for anxiety? See, if we are anchored to Jesus, if all is good, you might find yourself saying the anchor will hold and we can rest assured that Jesus, his anchor, will always hold. Or better yet, we can say we don't have anything to worry about because we're not going anywhere. We can be confident because this hope that we have, this hope as opposed to the other things, is firm and secure. With with so much uncertainty in this life, with turmoil, with confusion, with division, is it any wonder that our city, our culture, is struggling with epidemic levels of anxiety and stress and depression? Friends, family, and neighbors are literally grasping for anything that they can hold on to. But everything that we grab onto that's not Jesus will give way. Hope wrongly applied will often leave us far worse than when we start. This reminds me of the story of Jesus walking on the water. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But, but Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why 
did you doubt? See, everything was going well for Peter. Everything was going good for Peter until he took his eyes off of Jesus. Till he began to look at all the other things in this world and he began to have doubt. As soon as he started looking at the wind and the waves and everything going on in his life, that's when he started to sink. The story reminds us to stay locked, to keep our eyes on Jesus and fastened to him, our firm and our secure hope to anchor ourselves to him so that there is nothing else that we need to do. And since this life is complicated, since this life is complex, this is pretty straightforward and good news for us. An anchor is as simple in its design, but so very powerful in its function. See, over the next few weeks, we're going to continue talking about anchors and, and boats and hope, and yes, about Jesus. But today, what I want to do for this coming week, I want I want to have you take some time this week to slow down to to spend some time thinking about the things or the people that we've put our hope in that's not jesus has someone you trusted ever let you down in the past has someone ever lied to you or misled you or manipulated you are you anxious right now are you depressed have you ever felt fearful of people, of places, or of situations? Do you identify with any of these situations that I just described, or possibly something that I may have missed? It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're dumb, or that you're gullible, or that you're broken. It means you're human. You're human because we all face these things. We all face struggles and trials and temptations. It means you're exactly the type of person that Jesus came and died for. See, in Mark chapter 5, there's a story of a woman afflicted with bleeding for 12 years. She spent all of her money on doctors and got absolutely no relief. She was ostracized from her community. Her family set aside and forgotten about. According to the Levitical law of that time, everyone who she touched and every place she even sat down was unclean because she was considered unclean. But then Jesus shows up. He shows, so she pushes her way through the crowd and touches the very edge of his garment. Thinking to herself, if I can just get to Jesus, I just touched the edge of his garment, he can heal me. And Jesus does. He heals her completely. He physically and socially, he restores her to complete health. See, Jesus is our hope, our firm and secure hope. And it is this hope, it's Jesus, that we can grab hold of, even just the edge of his garment. So if, if you've got Jesus in your life, then you have more than enough. You have all that you need if you have Jesus in your life. And this morning, if you, have want, if you want to make that decision, if you want 
to realize that yes times are tough that things are tough and that that maybe you're trying to grab on to things other than jesus if you want to make a commitment today to hold on to nothing but jesus to have him be your defender to hold on to him when everything else seems lost to it, to have him defend you then while i pray if you will just stand jesus you are our anchor and our hope you are the steadfast and secure one you are the defender of my heart please help us to let go of anything or anyone that we're holding on to when you are the only one that we need because you are our anchor in jesus name